Anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me at ronanddon.com. All right, here we go, you guys. Welcome to episode 645 of the Ron and Don Show. We do it every Friday, and it is real estate only. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill, uh, and we are local realtors here in Seattle, Washington. But Ron, we don't just sell Seattle. We sell. The sound, and a lot of that is because of our leverage that we have and the trust that we've built with our listeners when we were back on Kyle Radio over the last 15 years. Yeah, we've done uh, transactions all the way from Chelan up to Everett, down to Olympia, beyond. Uh, we really do that because, like you said, we have listeners that trust us, that have listened to us for years. That's the most common thing we get is, I've listened to you for years, I have a pretty good idea of where you stand as a human being, and so I want to align myself with you uh, as we go into this real estate transaction. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for tuning in today. If you're a young realtor or an older realtor, this might be good for you. Uh, and if you're thinking about doing a transaction, listen up, because this episode, I think it's one of the most important real estate-only episodes that we have ever talked about. I have to say, when Ron and I, we've done been in real estate a long time, but when we became brokers uh, half a decade ago, we joined a big brokerage house. The thing we loved about the big brokerage house, they had very good training. The thing I didn't understand is that we were forced to join uh, a particular organization uh, that just got sued and lost, and we had to pay dues to this organization. Ron, what was the organization and what was the lawsuit? This thing just happened, right? Yeah, so uh, there was a lawsuit in the state of Missouri uh, the, from a class action group of, of folks that live in Missouri against the National Association of Realtors, Keller Williams, Missouri, and some other ass- assorted uh, smaller brokerages, uh, where they claimed that the, the MLS, that are the Multiple Listing Service, uh, and the National Association of Realtors conspired to inflate commissions on real estate transactions. Uh, NAR and Keller Williams lost. They were awarded $1.8 billion to the other side. And so this story is really rippling out in the real estate world uh, uh, from coast to coast. Now, the state of Washington preemptively changed the, the language in their uh, listing agreements to allow to negotiate compensation But I really, at the bottom of this, Don, I think it's how you think about what people are worth and what expertise is worth. And so when you think about a real estate transaction, they had to come up with, and I just like to think of things in a a context. You had to come up with a way for everybody to make money, right? Like people have bills, people um, are providing a service. And so when you think about um, what is this service worth? How should you think about it? So for instance, in Washington state, you are ostensibly acting as a real estate attorney with a very specific narrow lane, but you're using legal forms and legal contracts and you're manipulating those into a strategy and you are held to the standard of an attorney. Well, if I went to an attorney and I've, I've had to recently hire an attorney, a good attorney in Washington state and Pacific Northwest is going to be between 
$350 and $500 or $600 an hour uh, is, is a typical thing. Can you get one less than that? Sure. Do you get what you pay for? Yes. Um, if you get a, a $99 attorney, you're probably going to get a $99 result. So you could, and in, in, in England, uh, you use a barrister. So you do a transaction, they literally use a lawyer there. And so you could do that. So we could get uh, real estate people could get charged like an attorney. You could keep track of how many hours you work for that client. And then you bill them three, $400 an hour. And that could be your fee. So, but they, they decided, you know what, that doesn't, we don't like that because not, you're not just doing the contract. Um, and in the state of Washington, like you do a lot of other things. You do open houses, you do listing prep. Maybe you're dealing with vendors where you have to get a contractor in there. Maybe they're, you got to get a new water heater put in. And so you're interfacing with a plumber. So we don't want to pay $350 an hour for that kind of work. Or maybe if you're on the, the buyer side, there are literally people that will look at a hundred houses before they buy, buy a house, if they buy a house. Yeah. So, so you could rack up hundreds of hours yep. and not buy a house. Right. And so should you be liable for this, some sort of dollar amount? So what they decided, and again, we didn't decide this decades ago. It was like, why don't we just, we'll get a, a cut of the deal. We'll get a commission uh, that's a percentage in the same way that like a car dealer or even a guy that sells copiers or whatever, they get a, a slice of the deal. We'll do it that way. We're yep. going to set up a system where we get a slice of the deal. They say, well, what should that slice be? And, you know, I know salespeople that with other products, they might get 20% of a deal. Mm -hmm. They might get 11% of a deal. In real estate, they said, we think that each side should get 3% of the deal. And so over, over time, that sort of got baked in. That was the quote-unquote industry standard. This lawsuit came and said, we don't think that's fair anymore. And they, they won that lawsuit. So now, again, back to present day. When you are thinking of buying or selling a house, what is your real estate agent worth? And so the way Don and I like to think about this is we want to earn our, our value. We want to provide a value to you. And we think about it in different categories. So one of those categories is, is legal protections. We want to have a tight contract with legal protection so that you don't get sued and that you are not going to get embroiled into a lawsuit. That is valuable. That is acting like a lawyer. We also have a marketing arm that has some unique things that not everybody else has. That has value. We also get your listing ready and have leverage with vendors that you're not going to find anywhere else. So among other things, we feel like we have things that provide you value that are going to put more money into your pocket. The hard, the difficult thing is there, there's no counterfactual. We don't have 10 houses to sell for you with different techniques to show you what our result is going to be. We have to preemptively convince you that you are going to do, get a good result without having a sample size. Yeah. I'll give an example. We met with a potential client the other day and we had a lovely discussion and they have a home in a neighborhood where I own some homes. I'm very familiar with the neighborhood. And she was telling me about this house and someone passed away. So we deal with this a lot. And this house has been left behind to the family. So the family wants to do some work on this house. 
And the house right now has has real issues. Like, for instance, the house is two different colors, right? So is there some deferred maintenance in the house? It looks like it, probably, right? And so th- this is the difference when you're negotiating uh, with a family like this. The family may hand you the key and say... Yeah, we know the house is is two-tone, fix that. Yeah, we know uh, you're on oil right now, we'd like to convert it, fix that. Uh, yeah, we understand the yard is unruly, fix that. In, in other words, they want you to come in and, and in essence, kind of help manage this, this, this project because they haven't done that before. They haven't hired painters. They haven't hired contractors in a long time. If you start rolling, uh, if, if you just jump online and start hiring contractors and they give you a time and material bid and you don't have leverage with them, you're going to pay a lot more money than, for instance, I'm going to uh, because we provide a lot of work for our contractors. And so therefore, we want them to give a firm bid and we want them to do it in a timely manner so that we can bring the house to market. Also, as Ron said, we have an advantage that no other realtor has with just this podcast. The two million clicks on it, tens of thousands of people follow us online. We use that to sell, help sell homes, and that's one of the reasons why we sell the sound. And we're probably some of the most successful realtors out there doing that, right? Most neighborhoods, most realtors are just kind of in a neighborhood, and then if something's happening in another neighborhood, they'll they'll send that off to another realtor and say, "Hey, you do the business on this, and then give me a cut of it, 35 percent." something crazy like that. So anyway, if, if, if you're on the sell side and you as the homeowner are doing all the work and the realtor's just writing the contract and putting it up on the MLS, that shouldn't be worth as much as if that realtor is coming in and partnering with you, really helping you market the house, clean the house up, do some work to the house, uh, give you advice on the house, helping to stage the house, doing all those things. But if you're just like, you watch HDTV, you know, you know how to say, you have it all cash cars and stars, you know, to figure it out, then you should get a deal on that commission. And then on the buying side, talk a little bit about the buying side. Cause a lot of times the seller feels like, why am I paying the real estate agent on the one side of the deal on the sell side? I kind of get that. But then how come when I look at the ledger, it looks like, I'm I'm paying the buyer's agent as well. How come I have to pay both? And that's part of what this lawsuit was about as well. Yeah, that's going to be hard to unravel because it, it makes sense. The, the accounting of it feels punitive to the seller, but the reality is, if you figure out if you if you follow how the money where the money goes, it makes sense. So let's think about this. Uh, someone's buying a house. They have, they want to put 20% down. So they might have to come up with $100,000 in cash, let's say, $150,000 in cash. Uh, and so they're taking everything they can, all the cash that they have available to them, they're putting towards their down payment so that they can get into the loan program they want, avoid p- private mortgage insurance, get their monthly payment where they need to get. So if on top of that, they needed to also pay in cash up front their uh, real estate agent, that's difficult for most people. Uh, sure, some people could could uh, do that that have a lot of cash. Most people can't. So as an industry, they invented this system where they could finance that commission. So they build uh, their commission into the loan. Then when they get the loan, they give the entire amount of the loan over to the buyer side or the seller side, excuse me. So now the sellers get the entire lump sum and the brokerage on the seller side has made an agreement with the brokerage on the buyer side. We're going to collect all the commission and then we're going to give 
uh, your commission back to you that's now been financed. So it's been financed over the life of the loan, built into the monthly payment, and so that system has worked for a long, long time. This lawsuit is saying it's not fair. Uh, people, if they can't afford to buy a house, they shouldn't. I think that the appeals to this case, because the, the National Association of Realtors and Keller Williams, Missouri, are appealing this, uh, and, and even Berkshire Hathaway has put out a statement of one of Warren Buffett's companies to say this is bad for consumers if this thing just unilaterally destroys the way we've been doing business. And I agree with that. I agree that it's confusing. And I also agree that you can't just blow it up uh, because there has to be some sort of mechanism uh, for people to make a living in real yeah. estate. And, and, and here's what will happen. If you're selling your home, should you pay the seller's agent? Yes. Should you negotiate that? You should. If you've done all the work, it's turnkey. Should you pay 3%? I don't think so. Should should you pay 3% to the other side, to the buyer's agent, uh, on a beautiful turnkey property that's that in a great neighborhood where it's it's been easier to sell homes? I don't think so. But if you're trying to sell a condo out in Leavenworth right now, and for instance, you can't put a short-term rental license on it, that condo is harder to sell. And so to entice the buyer and the seller agent, the seller agent to sell it and the buyer agent on the other side to bring someone to help sell your condo, you 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 do want to put some money down. And, and I will say moving forward, will that change? Probably. But I will also say, and knowing realtors, if, if, if you say to the buyer side, I'm the seller, I'm going to pay my seller agent, but I'm not paying the buyer's agent anything. It's up to the buyer's agent to figure that out and sign their own agreement. Many realtors out there won't show your property. So what it comes down to is that buyer, right? If they're out looking at properties, maybe online, maybe they'll see it and they'll go to the realtor and say, show me this property. But the realtor isn't necessarily going to voluntarily show them that they're property. They're not obligated to if it's zero. Yeah, they're 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 not going to do it. And your house is probably going to sit. Here's the, the takeaway I think though. It should be a red flag to you as a consumer if you talk to an agent and they are uncomfortable talking about this. Uh, if they're like, this is the way it's always been, I want to keep it that way, and they just want to avoid talking about it, that is a major red flag. I think it's a green flag if you have agents that go, let's talk about it. Let me demonstrate to you the value that I'm going to bring to the table. And so like when you were talking earlier about having access to these contractors, you could save that client $50,000. And so does that mean that maybe you get a little bit more commission? I think so. And I might save them $100,000 in the negotiation because when you start negotiating, uh, I'm I'm not very good at it. I'm great at it. And, 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 and that is very, very important too. And you're not going to get that through an iBuy. Yeah, give you and so that's the, the difficult thing, like I said, is you don't have 10 identical houses to sell where you can do 10 different techniques with 10 different agents and see who got the best result. So there is a certain part of this that, that you have to just believe uh, what is being presented to you and, and perceive the value in that. Yeah. But there is a real value. Some agents don't deserve to get paid 1%. They're bad agents. Yeah. Some agents, uh, there are times we've done transactions where you should have got more than 3% with the amount of work that was done. Yeah, and I'll finish with this. I went to look at a house in Magnolia the other day. I had a client with me. 
the pictures online were beautiful. And then we walked in and it was atrocious. Uh, this is a $1.5 million house that looks like a gut job, but it, but it's priced. It's a retail price. And this house has been sitting there. I went out, it has these really cool outdoor benches. Nobody sanded them. Nobody painted them. I went inside where somebody went crazy with a magic marker. Nobody cleaned that up. There were no signs in the house saying, Hey, here's some of the work that we did, or here's the history of the house, or this is what you could do. Or there was one area of the house that would make a great ADU. You typically put up silent. There was nothing. You walk in and I saw some booties. I think they wanted me to put the booties on my shoes. And then what this agent did after I went and looked at the house, never followed up, never called me, never asked me what I thought. They've changed the price. They've changed the price on the house now three times. And, and they work for a very big brokerage house. And I looked at the commission that he's getting online because it's published now. This is what he did. Uh, and it's he, when he was changing the price, he took a magic marker and he slashed out the price on the flyer sitting on the table. And then he just scribbled in the new price. <laughs> and that guy's going to make 3% on a $1.5 million house. That to me is disgusting. That agent and what they did, that is just disgusting to me. And that is not caring about that seller and caring about that home. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 645 of the Ron and Don Show. If you need us, I'll paint that bench. And I'll tell you what, we'll make some new flyers. We're not going to use a magic marker. Uh, we'll go ahead and print some new ones up for you. And we'll also get the magic marker off the wall. Uh, if you need us, just reach out. We're here for you. And again, if we're going to sell in 2024, yeah, Ron and Don sell the sound. We should be meeting now in 2023. Yeah, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. You can also email me directly if you want one of those buyers or sellers playbooks ron at ronanddon.com and don't forget ron and don sell the sound is coming to tv more about that in fact that's going to happen uh the second week in january in fact our cameras are up and i think i just saw charlie uh, sleeping over there on camera right now thanks to paul over in ireland for helping produce the show alex for doing all our social media stuff john baker now part of the team that's going to bring you ron and don uh tv which we're very excited about and uh uh, also want to thank our buyers agents out there, Lily and Mara. If you want to go buying, it's a good time to buy, actually. So just ask for that rate buy down. You don't have to pay 8%. So, and our buyers agents will explain that to you. And also don't forget our home of the week is in Bothell. Reach out to us and we will tell you more. It's a house we sold that's back on. Uh, and it's back on for a very good reason, and we'll tell you about it. Finally, don't forget Les Schwab. Now through November 11th, Ron, they're fighting hunger, and we want everyone to be a part of that, right? Yeah, bring us some non-perishable food items to your local Les Schwab. It goes to Food Lifeline, and it all stays here in our own neighborhoods. Yeah, if you have any questions about this episode, write Ron, ron at ronanddon.com, and he'll answer all your questions. Uh, he's a professor on this stuff, you guys, and I think he did a really great job at explaining all this to us today. So, Ron, thank you for that. That's a landmark decision uh, and that's a big big deal in the real estate realm for Ron Upshaw Don O'Neill follow us on social media uh, you've been listening to the Ron and Don show the real estate only edition the show drops every Monday Wednesday Thursday and Friday Ron and Don sell the sound you've been listening to the Ron and Don show only on the Ron and Don radio network now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time only 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 on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Thank <laughs> you.